Welcome to the Clovercrest Baptist Church podcast. For more information about Clovercrest Baptist Church, go to clovercrest.com.au. Favourite animal. What is your favourite animal? Some people are dog people. Some people are cat people. Some people love more obscure animals. What's your favourite animal? Online, tell me in the chat. I would love to read it a bit later. What's your favourite animal? When I was growing up, I didn't really have a favourite animal. We had a dog, we had a cat, we had fish, we had a bunny. I liked them all. wasn't particularly obsessed with any of them. But I did dislike certain animals, but that's another story. And it wasn't until my early 20s that I discovered I have a love of lambs. It's true. I love lambs and I love baby lambs, which is going to sound like a stupid thing to say because lambs are baby sheep, but I love baby lambs, fresh baby lambs. They're so fluffy and so cute. And I discovered this love. We went on a trip to New Zealand and it was October, so it was spring and the fields were full of lambs. And as we drove through, I saw these little lambs running around, playing, cuddling their mum. I couldn't deal with it. And witnesses, my husband, can attest that I wept with joy. It's true. I wept with joy when I saw these lambs. I just discovered this incredible love that I have for them. And so I made it my mission that I was going to cuddle and feed a baby lamb. And that dream came true, my friends. Last year, a friend invited me out to their property in Balaclava where their dad had gotten a couple of lambs. You can see the joy on my face. Their names were Cyril and Chuck and they were adorable and I love them. And so we got to cuddle these lambs and follow them around and play with them and pet them and feed them. It's one of the best days of my life. Well, today, you might be thinking, Ash, that's great. Why are you talking about lambs? Um, Today, we're looking at the metaphor that pops up in the Bible quite often of sheep and shepherds. This idea that we are the sheep and God is our shepherd. It's some of the most famous scriptures where we read about this. One is Psalm 23. You might have heard it before. The opening line is, the Lord is my shepherd. This picture, though, that we have of sheep and shepherds here in Australia, it is a little bit different to Israel. Uh, where the Bible was written, the culture that the Bible was written in. Both in biblical times and now, rather than having huge farms with heaps and heaps and heaps of sheep, it was more common that shepherds had a few sheep. They had a small flock that they cared for, that they lived with, that they travelled with, and they knew each one. That common sheep farm here in Australia or New Zealand, we've got some photos that will pop up. We're used to seeing those big fields full of sheep, whereas... A shepherd in Israel has that smaller number. That photo on the right uh, is actually from Jerusalem in 2013 and it's captioned a shepherdess tending her sheep in an olive grove between Jerusalem and Bethlehem. The type of shepherd that we're talking about today is the one that has a relationship with their sheep, the shepherd that cares for their sheep as a flock and as individuals. You know, in 2011, the BBC interviewed a shepherd in Bethlehem. His name was Carlos. And the journalist describes him as a sprightly 74-year-old with a twinkle in his eye who said, I love my sheep. I've lived all my life amongst them. What is the role of a shepherd? A shepherd's job is to protect the flock, to keep them safe and secure. A shepherd remains committed to its flock. A shepherd will provide their sheep with food and water. They'll meet all their needs. A shepherd will guide their sheep. They'll move them from place to place, leading their paths. The shepherd knows the sheep 
and the sheep know the shepherd. The sheep trust the shepherd because the shepherd has proven itself to be trustworthy. You know, when we visited my friend's farm in Balaclava, we got to see the relationship that had formed between my friend's dad and Chuck and Cyril. You can see them there following him along. So they would follow him. Uh, They were quite hungry when we got there. And as soon as he came into their area, they knew he was bringing them the food that they so desperately wanted. And they even had learned how to respond to his call. So when we arrived, they're in a bit of a separate area, but he could call out, Chuck, Cyril. And we just heard a distant, they recognized his call. Thank you for my uh, laughing at my great lamb impression, by the way. So what does it mean to have God as our shepherd? You know, I have a sense that as we move into 2023, God is inviting us to a check-in moment, to stop, to reflect, and to ask, who is my shepherd as I move into 2023? And as we explore that question, we're going to dive into Psalm 23 together. Because if this is a passage about how the Lord is our shepherd, well, what does that actually look like? How does that impact our life? So if you want to grab your Bibles on your phone or your physical Bibles, we're going to sit in Psalm 23. It's going to be up on the screen as well. We're going to go through part by part together and explore what does it look like for God to be our shepherd. So we'll start in verse 1. And this is written by David who we've sung about today, he was a shepherd as a boy. So he understands this relationship between sheep and shepherd as he writes in this metaphor. So Psalm 23, verse one. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. We'll pause there. If God is our shepherd, we have everything we need. We lack nothing, not just physically, but spiritually too. He refreshes our soul. He keeps us safe and he calls us to rest with him. Even when life is going crazy around us, he makes us lie down in green pastures. I don't know about you, but when my life is full and stressful and busy, the last thing that I think to do is to lie down in metaphorical green pastures. But with God as my shepherd, he'll make me do that. Isn't that beautiful? In that relationship with him, he'll guide me to those green pastures and refresh me and encourage me to rest. And then he leads the paths that I walk for his name's sake because everything is for his glory. My shepherd will provide everything I need. So let me ask, Do you find yourself maybe doubting that he will provide? Are you doubting his provision in an area of your life as you move into 2023? Maybe you're not sure that you're going to have everything you need when it comes to finances, paying the bills, managing cost of living. Maybe you're not working at the moment. You desperately need a job and you're looking and you're just not seeing anything. Or maybe you are working, but you're not in a healthy environment or you're unsettled or you're looking for something different. Maybe you're just facing a really tough life situation. And maybe you're not sure that you've got the capacity or the resources to navigate that as you move into 2023. I wonder if that's us. Do we need to clearly hear the words of the psalm 
spoken over that situation today. The Lord is our shepherd. We lack nothing. Our shepherd will provide everything we need. We're going to continue in the psalm in verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Do you feel like you're in a dark valley today? And if not today, can you maybe think of a time in your life when you have been in a dark valley? You know, sometimes I've found myself in a dark valley and I read truth like this in the Bible and to be honest, I really struggle to believe them. I really struggle to speak them over my life with conviction. Do you resonate with that? But what I've learned that I can do is I can find enough faith to just whisper them over myself. God is my shepherd. I have all that I need. God is my shepherd. I am safe with him. I don't need to fear the bad stuff. I didn't say that with a lot of conviction, did I? But slowly, as I whisper that truth over my life and meditate on it, my belief and conviction starts to grow. So I encourage you to try that. If you find yourself in a dark valley and you're feeling weak and scared and alone, it's okay if you're struggling to believe the truth of the psalm but I encourage you to continue to whisper that truth over yourself that God is protecting you. He is walking with you in the darkest valleys. And I love that in verse four, that imagery of a shepherd continues. You know, David talks about the rod and the staff, which are the tools that he would have used as a shepherd to uh, protect his sheep or move his sheep. God protects and guides us with his tools, his word, his spirit, the community that he places us in. Our shepherd will protect us. Let's continue in verse five. David writes, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In these final verses, the metaphor shifts. We're no longer clearly talking about a sheep and a shepherd. We start to talk about our direct relationship between us as humans and God. And it talks about that we have these promises that we can be assured of in a life with Him, that He will set a table for us in the presence of our enemies. That's an imagery, that imagery of the place at the table is talking about God providing for us and God putting us in a place of honour next to Him. And yet, we are still in the presence of enemies. Old Testament scholar Gerald H. Wilson explains it like this. We need to acknowledge to ourselves and to others that being in Christ does not mean that the troubles, cares, pains and dangers of this world are simply removed from us. We remain in the presence of our enemies. We need also, however, to ask and constantly remind ourselves in what ways, day by day, God is setting a table for us in the presence of our enemies. 
How is God still providing for us even when we're facing the bad stuff? Even when we're facing the stuff that hurts us? Because life with God as our shepherd doesn't mean a life without pain or trial. And yet amidst pain and trial and challenge, we can have confidence in this promise that God will set a table for us. He will provide for us and place us next to Him. His goodness and love are always available to us. They will always follow us and we will dwell with God now and forever. What a promise. His goodness and love are not dependent on circumstance. Rather, they are present in every circumstance. So we've looked at Psalm 23 in three parts today. The first part is all about God's provision. God's provision. Our shepherd gives us all that we need. The second is about his protection. Our God will protect us and care for us even in the darkest valleys. And the third is about his promise. His promise that his goodness and love are always available to us regardless of the circumstance. Provision, protection, and promise. And so I ask as we begin 2023, which of those do you need to hold on to? Which of those do you need to receive afresh from our good shepherd? Is it provision? Is it protection? Is it promise? Is it one of them? A couple? A mix of all three? Which do you need to receive from your shepherd today? Because he offers us provision, protection, and promise. As we go through life, we all need a shepherd. We need a shepherd to provide for us, to care for us, to protect us. And so today is that opportunity to check in and to decide who is my shepherd in 2023? Because this Psalm that we've read gives us great information. It gives us great information about what type of shepherd God is. But like all information in faith, the next step is that once we receive that information to invite it to transform us, to open ourselves up and to invite that truth to change how we live. We all need a shepherd. The question is, who will be our shepherd in 2023? Will we try to shepherd ourselves? Will we say, I don't need God to shepherd me every day. I've got this. You know, in 2022, uh, I found myself facing some health challenges. And the best way I can describe it is that they weren't life-threatening, which I was really thankful for. But without the right resources and care and kind of intervention, they could very quickly become life-limiting. And so we started to investigate that in 2022 uh, and once we kind of got some more clarity around maybe what we were facing, I went into fix-it mode. <laughs> and I was like, let me do all the Googling. I will find everything that I need to deal with this. And so I was researching and frantically worrying and, and thinking about, you know, which um, doctors do I need to find and which specialists do I need to see and how do I need to change my diet and which supplement should I take and just like a whirlwind, which honestly not helped, didn't help. Like the stress that I created for myself probably did not help with the overall issue. 
And I had a wise voice in my life kind of call me out a little bit and point out that I was really trying to strive and struggle to find the solution myself. And I did not like hearing that. Um, And so I really wrestled with that. And we sat in some scripture around that, around what it looks like to trust God and um, to receive peace when you're considering options and all that kind of thing. And kind of basically re-inviting God to shepherd me through this situation. And uh, it took a bit of time. It wasn't a quick uh, shift, but the shift did happen. And spiritually and mentally and emotionally, I started to feel this incredible sense of peace as I said to God, okay, God, you show me what we do next. You show me uh, who I need to be seeing, what I need to be doing. You show me. And we're still on the journey, but I can say There were moments where I cried out to God in prayer and he provided. He provided the doctor that I so desperately needed. He's provided some solutions and some insights and some wonderful changes that means that we've seen great improvement. And I'm just so thankful. But really for me, the shift was when I said, okay, God, you take this. You lead me in this space. And so now I can say while we're still on the journey that I lack nothing, that God has given me all that I need and that the words of Psalm 23 genuinely ring true. So I wonder, do you find yourself in a similar situation today? Maybe it's not with health stuff, but maybe there's something in your life where you're going, or your whole life, where you're going, yeah, I've really been trying to shepherd myself. Or maybe, maybe some of us aren't really looking to ourselves. Maybe we're looking to external resources or external voices to shepherd us. We can look to our belongings. We can look to our finances to care for us and to protect us. But sadly, a lot of us know these things can be fickle. They're not always stable. We can't control our resources. And I'm sure many of us are feeling the strain of the state of the world economically. Or maybe it's not so much our resources, but we're looking to external voices to shepherd us, to tell us where to go or what to do. Maybe that's voices in the media, politicians, voices on social media. And while sometimes those voices can absolutely be helpful, not saying we rule them out completely, but they weren't designed to shepherd us because sometimes they can be full of fear. They can be full of confusion and uncertainty. So hear me well, I'm not saying none of those things are bad to engage with on face value but can they completely fulfill the role of a shepherd for our lives? Will those things alone protect us, give us all that we need and help us to flourish in the way that God designed us to? As I think back, the times when I can point out in my life where I have found myself relying on external people or external resources or external voices to shepherd and guide me, and lead me in the best direction, I can comfortably say that is not the job they are meant to have. They are not designed to shepherd us. Rather, there is a better shepherd who is always trustworthy, never fickle or at risk of falling through. You know, if we we zoom in again on that metaphor of sheep and shepherds, these external things are like a hired hand, like a hired helper that's come to help the shepherd. They come in at different times to help with the sheep, but they don't know the sheep as personally as the shepherd might. Jesus talks about this in John 10. He says that the hired hand will abandon the flock if it comes under attack. 
And so as we move into 2023, we get to decide that we won't allow a hired hand. We won't allow external resources and voices to be the ones who guide our lives completely. Who is our shepherd in 2023? Well, the good news is God is the best shepherd we can have. We saw this in Psalm 23. And we can say yes every day to his offer to be our shepherd. He is there, ready to shepherd us, ready to care for us and protect us. All we need to do is say yes. He will give us all we need. His rod and staff will protect us. His love is always available to us. And we also see what kind of shepherd God is in a parable, in a story that Jesus tells in Luke 15. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. This story paints another part of the picture of who God is as a shepherd. He is a shepherd who deeply cares for each individual sheep. You might have heard this story before. And you might have gotten the key takeaway that Jesus loves each one of us so much that he is willing to leave behind the 99 to come after us. And this is true of this story. But Ian Simpkins, who's a, a teaching pastor at a church in Tennessee, suggests that there is something else as well for us to notice about God in this story. In those times, if a shepherd had a hundred sheep, then it's pretty likely that they were wealthy enough to have help with their flock. They probably had hired help assisting them. And if a sheep went missing, it's actually pretty unlikely that the shepherd themselves would go and find it. They would probably send their hired workers and they would stay behind with the majority of the flock. But not in this story. A story that Jesus deliberately uses to show us how God's relationship with us operates. Because again, a hired hand is not enough. Our shepherd is the one who truly cares for us and comes searching. Simkins writes, this shepherd doesn't send a delegate, a representative or employee. He sends himself. He is the one who does the searching. This shepherd is not merely God for us or God aware of us. He is God with us. God stepped from eternity into humanity. The infinite became an infant. Jesus is God come close. God is a deeply loving, merciful, caring trustworthy shepherd. God longs to be with us. God comes close through Jesus. He comes to be with us, to search for us and to rescue us. What a deeply loving shepherd. What a deeply loving shepherd. 
So let me ask this important question one more time. Who is our shepherd in 2023? Will we shepherd ourselves? Will we look to external resources or voices to shepherd us? Or will we welcome God as His role, into His role as shepherd of our lives? Will we embrace Him as a loving shepherd who guides us, protects us and cares for us? You know, as we've been sitting in the Word today, maybe you've been sensing this desire to say yes, to say, yes, God, I want You to be the shepherd of my life, my whole life. Maybe that's something you've never said before. And I wanna encourage you today as an opportunity in your heart to say, God, be my shepherd, guide me. Maybe you've considered doing that before or you have done that before, but you found that your life has started to be shepherded by other things. You've been getting caught up, forgetting and defaulting to yourself or other resources. Again, today is an opportunity to check in, to draw a line in the sand and to say, God, be my shepherd today. And I recognise that for us, that can actually be really tricky to, make, uh, to keep uh, saying that to God every day. And so I want to give us a tool. And this is for anyone and everyone. It's called a breath prayer. A breath prayer is a type of contemplative prayer and practice that you can do. And it's this idea that as you inhale, you think about a characteristic of God or a name of God or a description of God. And as you exhale, you think about how that might impact your day or what you're doing. And so for this breath prayer, I encourage you, you can breathe in and say, The Lord is my shepherd and exhale, I have all that I need. The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. You might wanna put that on your phone wallpaper. You might wanna put it on your fridge. You might wanna put it in your car, on your desk, somewhere you're gonna see it every day to prompt you. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. With Him, I lack nothing. You know, maybe as we've been in the Word today, maybe you're saying, I'm good. God has been my shepherd for a while now. We're tracking really well. He's been the shepherd of my life. He is the shepherd of my life. But actually, as we sit in the Word today, you're noticing and you're feeling the prompting that there is one area of your life that you've been holding on to. You've been saying, yeah, God, you shepherd all of that other stuff, but I'm just gonna look after this part over here. Maybe that's for you a habit. Maybe it's an attitude. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's how you handle your finances. Maybe it's your sexuality. Anything where you've been holding it over here and straying from the guidance of the shepherd. And it can be uncomfortable to recognise those things. You're sensing that God is wanting to lead you towards His ways, towards flourishing, but you are resisting the loving correction of the shepherd's crook as He wants to guide you, as He wants to see you flourish and thrive. And so I want to challenge you and encourage you today. He is a good and loving shepherd. Notice His correction. 
He wants to see you flourish. He wants to see you thrive. Remain open to that correction from Him. And as we move into 2023, all of us, let's consider how we can keep bringing these particular areas of ourself to God and inviting Him to lead and guide us, to direct and to teach us how to live more in alignment with Him. Would you join me as I pray before we respond to God in song today?